0: Hello, my name's Austin Campbell, and welcome to another episode of the Chicken Noodle Podcast. Please enjoy. Hey, what's going on, noodlers? Mm. This, and this is another episode of the Chicken Noodle Podcast. This is episode 10. This is a mile marker. This is not quite a decade, but the number used for a decade of episodes. And um, you guys are just tried and true, just through and through, fellow listeners. And I, uh, I gotta say, I appreciate that. We got a lot to dive into today. Um, but first, how about that soundboard fail? How about, I thought I was gonna wing it, and I didn't know when the good the first time, the best choice for the first time to use it would be, and uh, I just kind of butchered it with a lot of pauses, a little bit, bit of an awkward pause, and, uh, but yeah, like I said, this is the Chicken Noodle Podcast, and this is and uh, you're a listener, so I'm glad we got that out of the way. All right, what'd you guys do this weekend? Did it storm? Did it storm this weekend where you were? What do you guys do when a when there's a when there's a big bad storm coming through? And when they sound the alarms, what do you do? Cuz when it when a, I'll tell you guys what I do. right when they say there's a tornado watch, I go out to my porch and I peel open my eyeballs and I just look out there and I just watch for it, right? Cuz that's what they say to do is watch for the tornado. So I just watch for it. Right, just sit there, just watching, just looking off, giving that 1,000-mile, that 1-mile stare. Now, when they say tornado warning, meaning one's about to touch down, I'm sitting there watching sports or watching whatever. Yeah, I'm watching sports. or Maybe I'm watching the Laker game. Maybe I'm watching the Cardinal game. Maybe I'm watching some XFL football, which I'm going to next weekend, but... Maybe I'm doing something like that, and the alarms come on, and the weathermen are all, Oh, I tell you what, it's going to be a big storm. Just walking, pacing back and forth on the TV, just stroking it. Just long stroking it. They live for these kinds of moments. But when that stuff goes down, I say, Oh, damn it. I turn up the TV. I turn it up. I turn it off the news channel. And if a siren wakes me up, I just, jaze. I turned the fan up, so hopefully the fan will drown that sound up. Because honestly, if a tornado comes through, what am I going to do? Right? I don't have no basement. What am I going to do? Get in the bathtub? Right? So I'm going to be in the bathtub, and a tornado is going to be ripping the house apart. Right? And I'm just going to be in the bathroom, holding, ripping onto a, a flamingo shower curtain, just like, all right, you know, hold on, everyone. It's going to be all right. And the tornado just goes right over us because I was, what, in a bathtub? Or what, the tornado... Why do you want to get in a bathtub? I don't understand that. Bathtubs are heavy, so if a tornado picks that up, won't won't it just fling you like it flings everything else? You know? A bathtub's not heavy enough for a tornado, I assure you that much. So maybe any doctors out there want to tell me why... You, uh, any, any doctors out there want to chime in on the tornado problem, the bathtub tornado problem? That'd be great. Email chicken at gmail Listeners are wanting to know. So yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't panic when the weather comes. You know, my time is gonna come, just like everyone's time is gonna come. Now history would show that my, t- my time comes usually a little quicker than everyone else's, but that's just that's just how the cookie crumbles, as they say, you know? All you can do is re- try and recite the Pledge of Allegiance backwards or try to do some long division, you know, in hopes that you improve your game. But, or you just die in a tornado, who knows? Uh, did you guys watch any sports? Playoff basketball is here. Um, what's the playoff basketball song? Uh, I don't know. I know that ESPN NFL, but anyways, basketball's in here, right? LeBron, the Lakers, they're here, and they mean business. And I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what about these Memphis Grizzlies. They played the Memphis Grizzlies today, and old Dylan Brooks, guy for the Memphis Grizzlies, he says he hopes he gets to face LeBron in the first round. He hopes they get to face him in the first round of the playoffs, Right, because, you know, Memphis, let's be honest, they're a bunch of thugs and a bunch of gangbangers, okay? I listen to rap, and they all, a whole bunch of them Memphis rappers talk about every member of that basketball team, right? And we know the head of the snake is John Morant, right? Did you guys see that video? Or LeBron James, just Google LeBron James head of the snake. Um, but yeah, we all know the head of the snake is uh is John Morant, Right, he had to go to rehab, right? Because he was one holding his little his little pistol on the camera. He was in a strip club, just trying to find happiness. He's, you know, he stayed there, blew thirty thousand dollars on titties and pancakes. You know, is that a crime? That is what we all want to know: is is that a crime? I'll tell you what, if I I've never been in a strip club, but if I did. If I did go in a strip club, I'd be like, I'd walk up to, I'd walk up to the hottest dancer in there, right, and I'd say, "Hey, I need you to get off stage and go make me some flapjacks," right, and they'd be like, "Who are you?" and I'd be like, this is "And my dick's hard, and I need some flapjacks. So what are we gonna do about this?" Right, that's what I'd do. But anyways, sidetracking. So. Memphis Grizzlies, right, they talk a lot of trash, right? The Lakers and the Grizzlies got in a fight previous this season, previous earlier in the season, um, because they just talk a lot of trash, right? And LeBron James told them, hey, you can't talk trash. You all talk a lot of trash for a team that never, ain't never won nothing. And, hey, I can't the, – the man ain't wrong, you know? I'm not saying I agree with with everything LeBron does outside of basketball because I don't really pay attention because I don't give a shit, Right? I tell people my favorite is LeBron James, they say, oh, well, do you hear his stance on China? I said, that'd be like if I asked Paula Deen, right, what her what her take on segregation is. We all know what it is, right? But I fucking love her lemon, co- lemon cookies, you know? What do you want from me? Is that a crime? You know? Oh. So anyways, yeah, I really love... You know, I really love lemon cookies. I don't care about segregation, right? I don't think it should be a thing. But I'm just saying, I like lemon cookies and I like LeBron. Okay, I like how he plays basketball, and I don't care what he thinks about who the president is. I don't care. And if you do, you're wasting your time and energy. And uh, you know, go um, go knit a quilt. Knit a quilt. Get some you know, underwater weave a basket. Why don't you? If you know everything, so. Anyways, so the Memphis Grizzlies, they were playing at home and they thought they were just gonna, they thought they were just gonna come in and just give the Lakers the business, I tell you what, right, and the Lakers started off to a good start, but when the Grizzlies came firing back, oh, John Morant was playing, a th- he hit a three and he started playing the three guitar, you know how they do that with the, the, the shit they do when they hit the threes, right, he started doing that, and uh, you know, at one point he's like, Oh, and his dad is in there just in the stands, just acting like a dad. Honestly, I can't be mad at that guy. But you know, he's just doing all this stuff. And um so they're you know, just talking this a little drama drama rants like, Oh, these 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 choice words can't guard me. These choice words can't guard me. These choice words can't guard me. Right? But wouldn't you know it? Final score: 128 to 112. Your Los Angeles Lakers give them the old bam, what right to the face. So you didn't think that was gonna. Be, if you thought that was gonna be easy, All right? Now they might win the series, but I'm just glad that they just went into Memphis and just gave them the old, the old Rudy Toody, the old one-two. You know, the old biscuit with the gravy. Right? They hit them with it. So that was, um, but I left in the third quarter, right? I had to get home and the people I was with, they were like, Austin, you just watched this whole game and you're going to leave at the third quarter at the end of the third quarter. And I was like, yeah, because I'm a sports fan and I die a thousand deaths when I watch a game that I care about. Right. And I would rather drive home and then look up who won because if if my team loses, I'm going to be pissed. But if I'm not watching it and I find out my team loses, then I can deal with it a little better. But luckily um, they won, so you know, on to the next game. Best of seven, rock paper scissors, Rochambeau. Let's do it. Uh, um. See, so yeah, I watch that next week. Going to be going to the Battle Hawks game, right? And in the evening, I will. Uh, I'll be doing a show at Stooges and Jackson. On April 22nd, Saturday night at and $10 cover charge. Come out to Stooges. Um, And then I also have a show on May 6th at the VFW in Cape Girardeau, Missouri. Uh, Tickets are $20. You can get them at the door or you can get them online at eventbrite.com. If you guys had to go to one of them, you know, if you were like, oh, I, I, I mean, I like Austin, but I can only go to one of these, I'd appreciate it if you went to the VFW one instead. Um, Just because that's my show, you know, but you should come out and see all the other comics at both the shows But I can't control you because I'm not addicted. This ain't a dictatorship You know, I'd rather this be more like a like a democratic cult, you know Is that possible because that's what that's what my dream is for this podcast a democratic cult So that's what uh, that's what I'd like You guys drinking Bud Light? you drinking Bud Light or are you drinking Stag? Um, stag? I don't know how I feel about Stag. It's a weird name. It's very like Stag. I drank Stag. Right? No, it's very close to. I don't know. It's just weird. Here's the thing. I don't care about your product. Right? I really don't give a shit about your product. I mean, I don't give a shit about your opinion. This goes back to the Paula Dean and LeBron James thing. Right? I don't care about your opinions. If the product's good, I'll buy it, right? But I don't drink. Everyone knows. I don't I don't drink the Kool-Aid, right? I don't wet my beak in alcohol, right? I don't do that, you know. I'm always sober. I'm sober mouse nowadays. You know, I'm church mouse. I'm church mouse. Maybe my views don't align, but I'm a church mouse, you know, I'm just sober. Right? No, I don't I mean, should you have made that person your spokesperson? Probably not, because that's a hard—that's a very hard stance. I feel. I feel it's a very hard stance, and uh, I mean, I think most people I know are conservative that that drink Bud Light. Um, I'm sure some liberals do too, but I would say that's probably not going to be good for their for their stocks, right? What do you guys think? Email me. Hit me up. Um, oh, whenever I was in Minnesota, right, I was at Mall of America, and I went to the Wahlburgers, right, that restaurant with Mark Wahlberg, right, and his two other brothers, and I gotta tell you guys, I expected going in there, dropping a hundred bucks or something, and, uh, I went in there with the beautiful Riley. Riley's not here, but let's just just how beautiful Riley is huh oh she's great Um, but uh, we went to the Wahlburgers and I went in there expecting to drop uh, you know $100 or something because you know it's a celebrity owned restaurant and uh, you know I just uh, expected you know to be expensive you know it's hard to find cheap food nowadays anywhere you go so we went in there and uh i'll tell you guys what i got i got a peanut butter and jelly burger all right yeah let let that sink in i've never had one in my entire life but i'm a great orderer like i would say i would say i'm 98 99 percent anything anytime i order from a restaurant it's gonna be fire it's gonna be good it's gonna be heat it's gonna be you know it's gonna be delicious Okay, I don't ever, like, fuck up an order. Because if, if I'm going to a place I don't know, I will either closely examine the menu and I will get something. I will just, I'll process of elimination, you know. I'll very rarely get something that's bad. So I got a peanut butter jelly burger. Never had one before, right? And oh my gosh, it changed the game. Change the game, everybody! Don't you worry. Peanut butter and jelly burger changed the game. I mean, it was it was everything that you think it's going to be, but it all works. But yeah, I would uh, I would recommend the peanut butter and jelly burger. And on the plus side, we ate there two people all together with drinks and everything was thirty three dollars. So, um, uh, shout out to the Wahlburgers. They have them all over the place. If you guys are ever around one, definitely go in there. Um, It appeals to the common man. And uh, wouldn't you know it, Captain Chicken Noodle is a common man. I know you guys think that I'm raking in all this ad money, but guess what? Off of that, off of me whoring myself out before the episode starts, I've made a total of about 40 cents, but I'm hoping it gets my foot in the door. And if you guys don't like it, you can fast forward through it, you know? It's not something that you have to sit there and listen to, you know? It's just not. Um, But uh, anyways, so yes, shout out to the Wahlburgers. Great food, affordable, you know? Um, See if you guys are ever in... Oh, if you guys have any crazy food ideas, you know, like a peanut butter and jelly burger, something that, you know, every time I've told anyone, they're like, ew, that's trash, garbage, oh, that don't even sound right, it's like, oh yeah, well, gay marriage didn't sound right, did it, a transgender didn't sound right, did it, but now look where we're at, okay, so it's just, it's called progressing, and I don't take a stance, right, I can't even vote, I don't have my right to vote. So before you guys get mad at me, just know that you know, daddy can't vote. Right? For those reasons, maybe we'll disclose later, but I can't vote. So what do you what do you want from me? All right? Now, back to this Bud Light thing. You know, see that Anheuser-Busch, the Anheuser-Busch, the CEO, he uh, he issued out he issued out a statement on Friday. Um he offered an apology flatter than a day-old Bud Light as the beer giant reels from. That was kind of funny. Uh, he says we never intended to be a part of a discussion that divides people. In, in a press release titled "Our Responsibility to America," uh, oh, you make beer, Ugh, oh, you gotta drink six of them to get drunk, Ugh, oh, it tastes like piss, ugh. Oh. Um, we are in the business, business of bringing people together over a, we are in the business of bringing people together over a beer. Oh, so it shouldn't be a sentence. So it shouldn't even be a sentence. We are in the business of bringing people together over a beer. You know, you hit my wife, I hit your wife, we drop, we like Bud Light. There's your next commercial. You guys are, uh, bringing together people that, um, domestic violence offenders, there you go. Uh, Whitworth finally broke his silence over the brewing controversy, but made no mention of the sponsorship deal with Mulvaney, which has led to a calls for boycott of the nation's largest beer company. He also didn't address reports that the senior executives were kept in the closet about the Mulvaney rollout. It says kept in the dark, but you know, don't we all just need some comedic effect? Instead, Whitworth said he was focused on building and protecting our remarkable history and heritage. Ugh. It's beer. Ugh. There's no heritage, right? No heritage. Heritage is like if you're related to Harriet Tubman. You know, that's good heritage, right? You're in good company. Right? Heritage is not we make. Liquid that looks and tastes and smells like piss, except for hops. Hops kind of smell good. Uh, Moving forward, I will continue to work tirelessly, tirelessly to bring great beers to consumers across our nation, said Whitworth, a Harvard Business School graduate who served in the Marines and was a CIA officer. Oh, yeah, so he's a good person, right? He's not a piece of shit. Um, the $132 billion beer company has seen its market value plummet by some $5 billion since the campaign was launched. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, what, what uh, everyone's been feeling about it, you know. I don't, I don't get who was doing the market, you know. I don't get who's doing the marketing for Bud Light. I mean, your target customer, if your target customer is Kid Rock, And then you switch and go, RuPaul? I mean, you're going to have some backlash. I mean, I could have told you that. And I'm just a man with a podcast. Right? With 17 viewers. You know? But, you know, I I think what we're seeing right here is the first version of the Bud Light backpedal. Yeah. I think this is the Bud Light backpedal, everyone. It starts right here. I mean, they're going to lose so much money. And I don't give a shit either way. Kid Rock definitely gives a shit. you guys see this video? He blew up them fucking blood light cans. But my hat's off to him, you know. You're passionate. I like passionate people. We love passionate people. Mmm, my own light. Ah. Anybody, anybody Cardinal fan? Cardinal fan? What the hell is going on, Cardinals? Huh? I mean, yeah, we're we're second-half season team, but what's going on? You know, I mean, um, we got beat by the Pirates. Who are the Pirates? Oh, it pisses me off. We got a team, but it's just always our pitching, isn't it? It's just always our pitching. Ugh. <sighs> You guys are gonna look for me on TV at the XFL game? Oh, I'm gonna be there giving the Orlando Guardians. I'm gonna be giving them all shit. Oh, I'm gonna be yelling at them. I tell ya. Oh, it's gonna be a rough one, you know. I'm so excited for that. Under well, I'll do overrated, underrated in a little bit. Let's go to our emails for the week. Um. Oh. Okay so shout out to our first email it comes from jeremy connor shout out to jeremy connor everybody jeremy connor has his own podcast dmdr um go check that out dating marriage divorce relationship dating marriage divorce. well dmdr i know that's what it is um yeah so uh go check that out really cool dude and uh he's got a he's got a good and he's got a good podcast going relationships, which we all need help with that, right? So this first email comes from Jeremy Connor, and he has an underrated power move. So this, fellow noodlers, this right here is um, a noodler combining two segments into one, underrated and power move. This is an underrated power move. So a power move for you guys that are new to this podcast, All right, A power move is like when you go in a room and you just you just lay your cock out on the table without laying it out there. You know, you're you're uh, you're um, inadvertently laying it on the table. You're uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, come on! This is why I need Riley here. Um, she knows words. You're um, metaphorically laying your cock out on the table. Or if you're a lady, you're a clam, whatever. Um, so my untraded power move. 20-something years ago, I tried to call a family member that had gotten a new phone number, and I didn't know it. I called the old number and, of course, got the wrong person. The guy on the line said, hello? And I said, is so-and-so there? He said, there ain't no fucking so-and-so here, stupid motherfucker. Austin, why does he have to have a redneck accent? Because that's, it's for, it's because, you know, where this takes place at, I just know this is how it's going down. Sorry. He said, there ain't no fucking so-and-so here, you stupid motherfucker. Then he hung up on me. I was shocked by the, by the rudeness. By the next day, I was still butthurt, so I called in the local newspaper and put in an ad that said, Free Farm Scrap Metal. Must haul yourself. Then I put the guy's phone number as the contact. This was in Butler County, where all the meth and scrap thieves thrive. I don't know if anything came of it, but I'm sure that guy, that that guy's phone is still ringing off the hook. I might, might turn that into a bit. Fuck that guy. Now, that is well-deserved, Mr. Jeremy Counter. We love here at the Chicken Little Podcast when an asshole gets what they deserve, right? But also, that guy might have just been having a day, you know? Maybe, you know, he just got home from work, and he walked in, and he saw his old lady getting banged by some dude that's twice his size, you know? And uh, so he, you know goes in and just sees that awful tragedy just happening and rather than getting angry right he just tries to let it go so he goes and grabs a a non-transgender beer like a stag from the from the fridge and he goes to go in there and he sees he has no stag all he has is bud light so you know and he really needs it though right now his old lady's getting banged in the other room. His wife, that's his wife of 20 years. Right? So he grabs a Bud Light and he walks out to his front porch. And he's sitting down there on his front porch while his wife's just still just taking it. And he just hears her screaming, right? So then he just cracks open a can of gay Bud Light and he sits there and he's drinking it. And he's just down on his luck. Nothing's going right for this man. And then all of a sudden, Jeremy Connor calls you, asking if and asking if his cousin's there, and he just lets it all out. You know, there ain't no fucking so-and-so here. My wife's in there getting banged in the trailer by a man that's twice my size. You stupid motherfucker, right? <laughs> no, I, th- I think that's probably what was going on. But hey, the un- I was uncalled for on that guy's end. So good for you, Jeremy. I actually know someone that, uh, that had something happen to him at the DMV, and this person was really rude to this person at the DMV, tried to cut in line, so whenever the DMV people asked for their phone number, they gave it to him, and my friend, my person, this person I know was sitting, was sitting off to the side, and he wrote down, or he typed the person's phone number, um, that was rude to him, you know, when they said it out loud. And he put an ad on Craigslist for free chickens. Free chickens. And uh, so I, was, uh, I gave the number a call. And this was like an hour after it happened. I gave the number a call because I was going to ask about the free chickens. And they had already had a call screening thing put on their number. So it was like already blocked pretty much. So I was like, man, some shit must have happened within an hour. She must have got, that person must have got so many phone calls for them to put a caller, like a call screening thing on there. So shout out to Jeremy. Thanks for the email, Jeremy. It was really good. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, that's definitely an underrated power move, you know. And, and it's a funny one, too, because just knowing that, like it's like knowing that that shit's going on, but you don't know how it's transpiring so you get to kind of create the scenario in your head of how the phone calls are going you know uh, these people are calling them hey you got any free chickens and they're probably like no 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 no, i ain't got no free chickens or ain't got no scrap metal right then the person's like they must have got the wrong number well then all of a sudden they get five more phone calls like that and by the fifth one they're like fuck you and fuck your chickens and fuck your scrap metal all right you know it's very funny so shout out to Jeremy Connor next email is from Alex San Filippo San Filippo San Filippo hey I found a chicken noodle podcast on Apple Podcasts. As a fellow podcaster, I wanted to reach out to connect. How's the show going? Is there anything I can do to be helpful or supportive? Well, now, let's take a pause here. I have no clue who this person is, but boy, aren't they being nice, everyone. Aren't they just being so nice? It almost seems too nice, doesn't it? Let's continue. One thing you may get value from is Podmatch. There it is. There it is. It helps you find guests to interview while monetizing your podcast at the same time. If you're not looking for guests, you can also be a guest on other podcasts. I recorded this short video about it. If there's anything I can do to be helpful, please let me know. Here to serve. Oh, fuck you. Here to serve. That really pissed me off. You ain't here to serve me. You're here to try and get money off me. So this guy... I guarantee you he's never listened to an episode of my podcast, okay? Because he says, hey, I found Chicken Noodle Podcast on Apple Podcast," so he hasn't even listened to it, right? All he's done is just going down a list of new podcasts or of, of just podcasts and just emailing everyone, trying to just come up off of my fucking, off of my minim, minimum, off of my minimal, Shit, you know, you guys get what I'm saying. So I read this email couple, you know, just the other day when it got sent to me. But I wanted to read it on air because it really pissed me off. And if Alex Sanfilippo, if you are really listening to this podcast, um, please send me another email, right? And then maybe I will use your. Pod batch or we can share advertisement, or we can just try and get the marginal, fractional fucking reserve off of everyone and just drain people's pockets, you fucking asshole, fuck you, the hell out of my podcast, sorry everybody, but when we see someone like that come and try to um, interfere with our democratic cult we have going on, we have to, we must execute, kill, we gotta get rid of them, they gotta go, you know, nothing personal, but yeah, you know this is. I also, I also like when people waltz you around the room, right? When they dance you around the room, and they're like, you know, patting you on the back, you know, da da da, you're so great. I'm here to help you. And then right when they're doing the little twirl, they just whoopah, whoopah. You know, they just they just give you the old kidney shot and make you piss blood for a week. Ugh. Last email of the evening. Um, if you had to plant a tree, how tall would you expect it to be? If it was less than four feet tall, could you possibly... Possible... Possible... Possibly... Grammar error by the user. If it if it was less than four feet tall, could you possibly be pl- planting a sapling? Well, now, this person, this listener... We'll call him Merlonio. Merlonio sends this email, right? And uh, this seems to be an inside joke, but I'll fill you guys in. Maybe you guys can tell me what's going on, right? So I planted a tree. Someone gave me and Riley a tree this weekend. And, I mean, it's in a pot that goes up to like, it's in like an 18-inch pot, right? and the 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 tree is sticking out probably about probably about um ten inches, okay, so it just looks like a little plant now this was a gift, so I planted it this morning, yeah, this morning, I planted it, and uh I sent that to some of my family members, and they trashed me, right? They just trashed me for how small it is, and that it's not considered a tree. Now, I beg to differ because I do think it's a tree. it's just not grown very tall yet, right, but I guess I don't know I've never planted anything, so I don't know if it's really a tree or if it's a sap a sapling. All I know is when it gets four foot tall, I'm gonna shove it up your candy ass Merlonio. How about that? Oh the the old troll email. But, that being said, maybe I have a green thumb now, you know? Maybe I'll make a garden. Maybe I'll be a gardener. Hmm. Maybe not. All right, well, I you know this is kind of a shorter episode, but we'll do some underrated and overrated, and then I'll get out of your guys' hair. Hopefully, I can just try to make these with no dead space and just as entertaining as humanly possible. Um overrated for overrated for the week is speeding speeding right i don't know that's a tough one sometimes i feel like speeding's overrated because i just drive the speed limit you know i don't get to my destination i get to my destination as fast as the gps says i'll get there right and i mean underrated okay speeding in general is overrated underrated is when you speed somewhere when you are going to be late, but then you speed, and then you make it there on time or with a couple minutes to spare. That's your underrated for the week, right? And uh, pet peeves, right, or things that really get under my skin is whenever I don't, um, whenever someone doesn't use a blinker, I don't care if no one's around you. I mean, I can't, if no one's around you, whatever, but even if if you're if I'm driving behind you and there's no one in the lane to the right of us, and you swerve over into the you go over to the lane to the right of us, use your blinker, right? And, you know, just do it. Common courtesy. Um. And I guess. Uh. I guess, I guess that's all I got. Um. Come see me out at. Uh, Come see me April 22nd at Stooges in Jackson. That's a Saturday night. Show starts at like 8 or 9 p.m. Maybe show up there at 8. $10 cover charge uh, May 6th at the VFW in Cape Girardeau. Um, tickets are $20 at the door or online at eventbrite.com. Um, make sure you send your emails to Chicken Podcast at gmail.com. Um, this has been another episode of the Chicken Noodle Podcast, the ultimate stream of consciousness, and this... this is our- And I love all you guys, and thank you for helping me chase my dream. Keep listening, send your emails, and uh, um, stay cocky.